2019 has actually been a pretty great year for movies, in my opinion, the best in many years. 2018 and 2017, uh, I don't know. There wasn't much there that I loved. I can't remember too much about 2016, but yeah. Just before before we get into my ranking of my top five films of the year, which you'll be surprised with what's in here, just got some. I just to make sure to stay to the end. I'm gonna give some hints of what I'm doing in the next couple of days and what episodes I'll be having and what I'll be doing in the future. I already talked about this in my or was it my Mandalorian review, but I just want to go over it again in case you don't care about the Mandalorian. You're just here for the movies, which I 100% get. And yeah, let's start off with some honorable mentions. First up, I have two. Just uh, yeah, I have two. First up, Spider-Man Far From Home. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. There are a lot of conveniences, but it's such a fun ride, and I just love the locations we see in Europe. I know a lot of people had a problem with that, but I appreciated it. Next up, Toy Story 4. This is my favorite Toy Story movie, and I never anticipated it being this good. And I was shocked that that it's not on my list. It was my second favorite film of the year when it came out, and... I don't know how it's fallen. There's just been a lot of great movies coming out over the past couple of months. So yeah, let's get right into number five. At my number five is going to be Joker. What I love about this movie is that this is a gritty, dark character character study that doesn't have Batman about, about the supervillain who's been a part of our entertainment culture for decades now, and he's been a big icon. Before this movie, I thought there was no way Joaquin Phoenix could live up to Heath Ledger and what he did. He absolutely does. I still don't even know which one I prefer this time later, which is why I didn't do my ranking. I really couldn't pick which one I liked more. But this is, a, once again, a great movie. Todd Phillips had, was fent- is fantastic with guiding this movie to where it needs to be. With that said, though, there are a, a couple script issues, and I feel that some of the comments he's made about that the ending is kind of up to interpretation, kind of is like it makes the film feel a little more... Kind of like they didn't, they couldn't decide on how to end the movie. Although if they, he hadn't have said that, and they actually had an ending, but they want us to think of it ourselves, I would feel better. But since he said that, I just feel like we didn't get a complete story. With that said, though, fantastic movie. Some of the things I, it was just fantastic. I loved how, how like the killings just felt so real and so dark. Like this is like, all in all rating to like. It's near fullest with like just how uncomfortable the film is to watch, and it really is a hard watch. And watching it for a second time, you know, made me like realize that this is a film that I don't really have the desire to ever watch again because it's such a, it's a movie that makes you feel so bad for a lead character, yet somehow making you, with somehow somehow you still know what he's gonna become, and you're somehow still rooting for him to not become that because of how great. Just the emotion they build up and just how great the performance are. And Joaquin Phoenix, again, once again, it's incredible. And this is why Joker's my number five. Oh, my number four it's going to get. Okay, let's go. Oh, no. I, just, I did not want to come to this, but my number four. Once you hear my number four, you're going to want to click off. I bet you a lot of you are going to want to click off. But my number four is going to be Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Calm down, calm down. I went to go see the movie a second time before I did this, okay? Just to make sure. And I appreciated the movie more on second viewing. It's If you didn't like the movie on first viewing, I could see you picking it apart even more on second viewing. If you liked it on first viewing, I could see you loving it on second viewing. I really liked it on 
first viewing and on second viewing, I also really liked it. I can't really say I loved it yet, but I just thought as a film, it's a really strong movie and a lot stronger than The Last Jedi. The pacing is just incredible, as in, like, it's so quick that there's so much going on that you feel like somehow they're actually covering everything. But because of that, it feels a little rushed, even though they are getting to everything and not everything feels as developed as you want to, especially for a finale, especially compared to Endgame, which you might, may or may not see later on this list. And yeah, it just, it feels a little rushed, but still the performances, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley are amazing. It's awesome seeing Palpatine back, but I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of what they ended up doing with this character. But besides that, I thought the story was good if it was in two movies. This movie could have easily been split in, like, into two movies. And even Chris Terrio has said that himself. That they were thinking about doing two movies. And, and who cares if it's not a trilogy? Just get two movies in. If you really do care, completely forget The Last Jedi even existed. And just pretend it never came out. Just make it as one, its own standalone thing that Ryan Johnson decided to do for fun. Obviously, I'm kidding. We obviously couldn't do that. But still... A movie that I absolutely love, and I and by the I don't absolutely love, but I think it's a really great movie. That by the end, I felt really satisfied. John Williams' score is stunning, like to another level, and it's by far his best score since Empire, in my opinion. And the action sequences are much better here than they are they have been in the last two films. Just the one on the Death Star wreckage is just stunning. J.J. Abrams is a master at it, and just the final space battle is insanity but in a good way for the most part. And just the score just puts everything up. And maybe without the score by John Williams, it wouldn't be as good, but still, yeah. Star Rise Skywalker, I think is a great movie, and I felt satisfied by the time I left the theater. Even on second viewing, I know a lot, not a lot of people enjoyed it as much as me, but yeah, still. A movie, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, I'm satisfied. I'm good that was a conclusion to the Skywalker saga. At my number three is going to be Knives Out. If you told me Star Wars wasn't going to be above films like Knives Out and, jo- and Joke, Knives Out and things like that, I would have been shocked at the start of the year because I didn't even know if I was going to go see Knives Out, although I've always been intrigued by the movie. And man, oh man, does it deliver. By f- I think Ryan Johnson by far delivers the best script of the year. In terms of the writing and just the subtle hints he gives to add the actual true story. There was one twist which was incredibly predictable, unfortunately, that I think everyone saw coming. But this is an old-fashioned original whodunit that I loved. The color grading, just the setting and everything that made, made it feel so claustrophobic. And, like, you're stuck somewhere and you have to get a sat. Ana de Armas and Daniel Craig are brilliant. I suspect foul play. You would be surprised at how many times I've said that line over the past month. I've been obsessing over this movie. This I just Ryan Johnson just knocked it out of the park. And considering what I think of the Last Jedi, which isn't, which I don't think too high of it, I just seeing this movie. I really now know what Johnson is really good at and why he's really the master at this type of film. And he should. I would love sequel. I would love many many sequels. This movie of Daniel Craig just going through all different different groups of people and maybe having a different cast for the sequel you don't need maybe you can have the return of Ana de Armas but then everyone else can just be different maybe you can have Robert Downey Jr. there instead of Chris Evans but yeah still a fantastic movie with a fantastic script with a shocking plot reveals 
At my number two is gonna be Ford v Ferrari. I know a lot of people, especially after seeing the movie, I've kind of found a lot of people giving this movie like just a six or seven out of ten because they felt that the characters weren't developing enough, and I really don't agree because I thought the two characters played by Matt Damon and Christian Bale were stunning to another just another plane of existence in my opinion. Just because like I thought Matt Damon was even better than than people said. Christian Bale deserves an Oscar nomination. I haven't seen every movie this year, but still. Christian Bale is amazing in this movie. The story is fantastic. The script is amazing. Granted, it's not an original story. It's based off a true story. But considering it's based off a true story, the emotions dwelled up in me a lot more than I was expecting. And by the end, I nearly fell into tears with, with, with what end, ends up happening. And I'm sure you know by the time you see if you've seen the movie. Bro, I, I can't. I just, it's, it's, I, I never anticipated the movie being this good. I went into it thinking, okay, it's probably going to be a fun little, fun little movie about race car and that, but it's more about the creative process and because that I appreciate it a lot more than I guess a lot of other people might because I, you know, it kind of, it's kind of similar to what I'm doing here, which I, I of course relate to. My number one is probably expect to this. You're going to be thinking, well, yeah, obviously, there's, you're a Marvel shell, or you're not going to have anything else. But my number one is, of course, Avengers Endgame. I don't think I've ever felt so satisfied watching a movie, watching a conclusion to any saga ever. I mean, it does it better than Lord of the Rings, in my opinion. does it better than Harry Potter. does it better than Star Wars, even by the time we've seen what they wrap up with. Better than the Dark Knight trilogy. Just everything you can th- possibly think of. It tops it as a conclusion to over 11, around 11 years of storytelling and even, but leaves so much room for future installments to continue developing and it changes the fabric of the MCU as we know it. It just touches on so many emotions and by the time Jeremy Renner's signature and his, you know, his nameplate came out at the end of the movie during the credits, I lost it. I was heartbroken that I was never really going to see these characters together again. Obviously, some of them will return, but some of them won't, and we are never going to see them. We're never, ever really going to be seeing the original six Avengers together again. The movie made $2.7 billion, and it's the biggest movie ever made, so I'm sure I can talk about spoilers. Iron Man's death, Tony Stark's death, is by far the saddest death I've ever seen in a movie. It's really moving. And I definitely cried. It's the movie that's ever made me do that. It's not normal to do that just during a piece of art. And yeah, obviously, speaking of art, people like Martin Scorsese and people like that just want high-class art and things like that. Obviously, they're not going to feel the same way that us true Marvel fans who've been here for this long did. But again, I, I in my mind, at the end of Avengers Endgame, I said to myself, there's no way any movie... What's ever going to talk by the end of the year? Because it's probably one of my favorite films of all time now. A lot of people think that you're riding off the hype. It's not actually that good. But the thing is, watch just about any top 10 film list ever. And you're going to find that most of the, that 10 is from their childhood. And the thing is, Avengers Endgame is the culmination to the story that has been building throughout my entire childhood. Because that I had this big connection to it. And... The time travel story that they came up with to get all the Infinity Stones, grab the gauntlet. Sure, some conveniences, some plot holes, but no movie's perfect. I've said this many times, and 
Avengers Endgame is as close as you can get to it in my mind. Cause just am I fanboy? Am I fanboying over this movie? Maybe, maybe not. But to be honest, I don't even care. Just ask about anyone, and I'm sure they'll tell you this movie was amazing because it just was. I mean, you can't, you cannot like the movie, but I felt that this was probably the best possible way to wrap up this Infinity Saga, and. I'm really looking forward to Phase 4, and that is why Avengers Endgame is my number one film of 2019. So yeah, thank you as always for listening. Come back tomorrow for my most anticipated of 2020. Come back for... Come back sometime after that for my um, best sequels of the decade, and then also come back for my top 10 best comic book movies of the decade and also I'll be ranking the comic book movies in 2020 by my anticipation sometime and also I'll be doing a review on Spies in Disguise soon I'm seeing the film tomorrow so let's just assume Thursday and yeah that's pretty much it as always I hope you enjoyed and have a great day and happy new year early because I guess I'm posting this an hour before new year but yeah Late Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I hope you all have a fantastic 2020. Bye-bye.